Welcome to the MandoCast, Star Wars Reports podcast discussing the latest episode of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus, or, in this case, news or uh, any other relative material. But, getting into it, I'm your host, Michael Morris, and with me this week, William Devereaux. What's going on, buddy? Hey, hey Michael. How's it going? Good to be on. So... Finally, <laughs> yeah, we tried to make managed. this for a while. Yeah, but it's cool because you know it. We're we're hitting stuff that's in your wheelhouse for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to talk uh, all things Mandalorian related today. Yeah, so uh, this episode we're, we're going back uh, because, of course, a lot of this content um, started and and is like really tying into the Mandalorian, but uh, going back to Clone Wars, specifically season two, episode 12, The Mandalorian Plot, which uh, a lot of the stuff that we've seen in The Mandalorian, this is where it originated, uh, including Jon Favreau in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 so cool to go back and see the, I, I actually just recently rewatched the all the Mandalorian episodes in the Clone Wars and a few other ones as mm-hmm. well. Um it was uh, introduced my girlfriend to the series, and like you gotta you gotta watch these before uh, <laughs> before the Clone Wars season seven, right? You gotta watch these, and so I went back and 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 some of it's it is amazing just how much, um, you know, Lucasfilm has been building on the shows, you know, over the years, and it's kind of all culminating in in mm-hmm. the Mandalorian, which is really neat to see. Absolutely, and uh, too, I, I noticed that there's. Uh, it's so funny too going back and watching some of these earlier seasons and being like, "Oh, that's right. the The animation hasn't always been quite as awesome as it is now." You know, like they definitely, um, not that it was bad, but they definitely uh, built up to where, like, now with the the Clone Wars, where you're like, "This is really good stuff." <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially now it looks incredible. But you know, I think even by the time we got to the Mandalore episodes, things were starting to really mm-hmm. pick up. As far as the uh, the animation, because like looks when they've never done an animated series before, right? Easier to get, but Clone Wars was their first animated series ever. Well, uh, I mean, like, hold on, sir. This, they 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 did the Ewoks and and the droid shows. All right, so it's not the first. <laughs> uh, technically, they didn't do it in house, right? Yeah, I'm just messing around. <laughs> 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 I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and that's the thing too. Is like, so I noticed that where a lot of the like the bigger issues had kind of gotten handled by this point, but not quite uh, some of the small, like the actual, like like there's art style and then there's animation. Mm-hmm. So the animation itself is some of the stuff that they're still, I think, uh, having not a lot, but still some problems, kind of, uh, or, or you know, still learning and stuff. So, for instance. Um, you know some of the the body movements, some of the the mouth and and eyes, you know, and, and actually making that look uh, natural and like like an actual person is talking. So that that was one thing that I, I did notice uh, with this episode. But it's not as bad as, for instance, like some of the earlier seasons where I forgot what it was called, but uh, it's the one that where they show Grievous, and I'm like, ooh, that does not look as good. <laughs> you know, like he just he looked off. Yeah, but again, you know, I think Clone Wars had a very interesting. I, well, it's actually my favorite style of all the animated mm-hmm. series they've done so far. But while they were still learning, it it still wasn't 
it, it never was bad. I, I think you know you could. Oh yeah, I mean t- yeah. when you go back because I remember mm-hmm. thinking the animation was incredible when we started, and it's only when you go back and compare to what they've gotten to now, right? You're like, whoa, you know that they they came a came a long way yeah, even before yeah. the seven year gap between you know the, oh, the end sure. of the series and what we get on now in Disney Plus. Right, right. Yeah, I, I would say probably even if you look at uh, the, you know, if you go back to, like, say, Lost Missions compared to now, I think that a lot of the difference now is more just style and, um, you know, some, like, minor details of where they've got more funding and stuff like that and, and you know, other advancements and stuff to, to make it look more crisp. But I, I think definitely by that, they actually had the animation stuff yeah. down. Oh, for sure. They had lighting and animation, but mm-hmm. even some of the smaller things, um, like in the in the most recent uh, in the Disney Plus, you know, uh, episode season seven, like the the facial expressions are so much more, um, so much more finely animated than ever, uh, and like in in um, without a tra- without a trace, uh, you can like see Ahsoka's head tails just like waving in the wind like details they never would have done before it was it's amazing right right yeah it's i mean i've definitely been enjoying it um so before we go too much further into this because i i I didn't want to jump straight into the mandalorian right away or i'm sorry wait what show are we on again i didn't want to jump straight into the clone wars right away because there is a little you know there's some other um i guess I'm not 100% sure if this is just rumor or... So I guess we're going to say it's... um, We're going to say it's rumor because it says uh, Deadline is where I'm seeing the article. But it says that uh, Deadline has confirmed that uh, from all the uh, Mandalorian Season 2 noise out there, Michael... I don't know if... The last name is spelled B-I-E-H-N. Would that be Bine? Is that how you pronounce it? Bane. Bane. Or or bean? Could it be bean? Is that possible? Or no? Is, or is it definitely not bean? Sure, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I'm not asking if it is. I'm just asking if it's possible. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. But anyhow, um, you know, of course, he was uh, Hicks from Aliens, and he was also in the original Terminator. And he, gosh, who was he in Terminator? Um, trying to remember he was the i can't I'm, like i know the guy but i can't remember his name but of course he ended up being john connor's dad basically uh spoilers um but anyhow he's supposed to be in the show as well as uh bill burr is supposed to be returning as well um and the first thing that i thought when uh when i saw it in fact i actually put it someone had posted on facebook and uh, so my first uh response was wait He's too old to be Ezra at this point. <laughs> so you think he's going to be Ezra? No, I don't actually think he's going to be Ezra. Okay. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking about the... I, I think he's probably going to be a character that we have not seen. Yeah. Um, but I was just joking because, of course, there has been uh, some some Ezra uh, rumors popping up and... You know, don't I don't know how uh, valid they are, but it's it's something that like when you think about, it, you're like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like I could see oh, that. So especially if the rumor about Ahsoka being in season two is true. I you know the last thing we saw was us you know Ahsoka going off to find, um, uh, going out to find Ezra. So right, right, would not surprise me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, definitely likes to do that, right? It, it, at least 
you know, for the for the his main series, I guess we only have, you know, I guess we only really have like, you know, the one series jump to go off of so far. But Clone Wars, they build all develop all these great stories, and we never got to to finish it, and we are now, thankfully. But when they got into Rebels, season one was about establishing the our, our, our characters in Rebels, and in season two, that's when they brought in Ahsoka. That's when they brought in all these other characters that we got to know, Hondo, Anaka, um, etc. Um, and I think they're probably going to do the same thing with the Mandalorian, where you know, season one was again about establishing the show. Season two, now they can start to bring in these other characters yeah. that we, love, as well as introducing new ones as well. Yeah, well, and and also keep in mind at the uh, the meeting that uh, Bob Iger, what do you call it, the investors phone call or whatever you know he he mentioned that they had plans to bring in characters into the mandalorian to spin off into their own live action series so you know at the time it's like okay what are we gonna do here whatever because we're thinking of like the bill burr character and stuff like that but if it's stuff like ahsoka that actually makes sense you know uh i i could definitely see that as a thing especially if um like you know we're hearing that the ahsoka thing is supposed to be just like a very almost like a a cameo type deal that it's not like she's going to be a continued character in the show so i could totally see them saying hey let's um you know let's let's bring her introduce her in the mandalorian but that's just um for for now and and we're going to end up getting um you know, we're going to end up having her own series that's going to come out of it, and that's the end game for it. Right, right. Yeah, I could, I could certainly see that. Uh, I think the thing that was most interesting about season one of The Mandalorian, I thought, mm-hmm. was just that they they had these big guest star- They had a lot of big guest stars that had very small roles, and they had, you know, they, they kind of hyped up a lot. Like um, they talked about Ming Na Wen uh, a decent amount before the show. Uh, kicked off and she was you know a very minor role in just a single episode as as Fennec Shand and then we had you know people that we didn't even hear at all as as far as rumors go before the the series debuted uh, who had played major roles and we had no idea where we're going to be in the show so you know it'll be very interesting to see what they what they do you know is is Ahsoka just a very minor role is uh, you know Michael uh, Bane is he going to be a a, a a major character mm-hmm. he could just be in there for you know two seconds right well, i guess we'll we'll see the big question in my mind that i don't i don't know how you felt about this i don't know if you've talked about this michael but um i felt like the supporting cast was fantastic um yeah. you know the but like ugh, uh I, I loved i loved all of them um or almost all of them but a lot of the guest stars, I felt, were a little bit weak, a bit weak. Really? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, don't get me wrong. I love the Mandalorian, but I felt like, uh, like the 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 recurring cast, Quill, uh-huh. uh, Grief, Karga, I loved him. Mm-hmm. He even like the client, but some of the the one offs, I just thought were, eh, they were, they felt a little flat, uh, or the acting maybe wasn't perfect. Um, so I'm really curious to see if they, if that changes it all in, in okay. season two. I I did not have that issue. <laughs> I really, I mean, like I've honestly, and and not trying to be like, you know, um, 
like a shill or whatever and be like, no, it was all fantastic. It's made like, I, I think as a whole looking at everything, I'm like, I, nobody really bothered me. Um, you know, like my biggest thing is that I'm not as big of a fan of the last episode as most people. Uh, There was lots of stuff in it that I really enjoyed. Um, but I'm just, as a whole, there's some things that I just didn't care for that I'm like, ah, that ran on too long or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I still, like I said, there's still so much there that I enjoy and, and none of it, like I didn't have any issues with any of the acting, you know, like I, I thought, for instance, like a lot of people didn't like, um, the, the kid who played Toro. Oh yes. And for me, I'm like, no, he like, that's, that's what he's supposed to be. (laughs) You know, like I don't get it because people are like, oh no, he just, he come off like he, uh, you know, he just, he, he felt like a bad actor or whatever. I'm like, no, I think, the problem is that the, oh, they wanted him to be the yeah. character is acting and it's supposed to be obvious, you know, like, I think that's yeah. what you're getting from it. And yeah, he is like, you know, like, well, he just wasn't likable. I don't think he was supposed to be likable. You know, like, I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like that a lot of the things and, and granted, like this kid, that may be the only thing that he, like, he may have one, uh, like one gear, and that's the the only gear he can stay in. That's fine, but I felt like for what he was doing here, that was right. the gear they needed. You know, um, so I don't know. That was my thoughts on it. I also I know a lot of people aren't uh, fans of. Um, now I can't think of her name. Um, the mechanic. Gosh, I can't. Uh, I keep wanting to say Tally, but it's not Tally. Tally Moto. Pelly, there we go. I knew I had it close. That was a little off. Um, I actually didn't like Xi'an and Berg um, and Quinn bothered me the most. Really? In the prison. I liked them. I again, I'm talking like I want to be super clear here. I love the show. Right, I right, right. Very minor critiques. I'm like, I'm like digging into the barrel for like critiques here. You no, know? <laughs> you're no, I get you, and you're fine. Like you're not, you know. It's I, I'm not judging you at all. Like I, I get it. I'm just, I'm just surprised. That was, you know, some right. week in the show, and so yeah. And I, again, I, I know people have, uh, you know, there's been criticisms for uh, Shan, but I thought she was cool. Like I, 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 I enjoyed that character. I, I can't wait to see more. Um, like uh Berg Berg was that his name? Yeah. Um, character. Yeah, like okay, he was kind of uh cliche or whatever, but sometimes you clichés are fine. You know, it's like that's okay. Yeah. Like like that's like oh, he's supposed to just be the big muscle jerk. That's fine. Like guess what? It's a cliche for a reason. It's there for a reason, you know, cuz it works. That's why we keep doing it. You know, it's like ah, this works, but we're not going to do it cuz it gets used all the time. It's like, okay, well, that's fine. You you can't use that excuse in anything other than storytelling, right? You know, like you're just like, "Hey, um you know, we we know that car brakes work this way, but everybody does it. Let's just try something else. Just try it. It's just to see. It's like, wait. All right, if you've got a good idea, fine. But we're talking about car brakes here. Let's not go crazy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I know that's that's a ridiculous uh, comparison. But I'm just saying, only in uh, – I feel like only in uh, entertainment do, do people – get so vitriolic about just being like, Oh, I've seen it before. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's what we have as far as, you know, any casting news or anything Now they, uh, deadline did say 
that um, uh, Bane is how you said. That's how. Bane? That's what I, we're I going. Bane, whatever. Anyhow, uh, you know, he's supposed to be playing a uh, reportedly playing a bounty hunter from the Mando's past. So, I mean, makes sense, right? Like, obviously, this guy, he's been a, a bounty hunter before. We, we actually got with Bill Burr's character that, um, you know, that he does have a past, that he has a, I guess, a darker past or whatever. Mm. And the fact, I think, too, uh, that, um, you know, I'm trying to look here and see if there's anything specifically that's saying it. Um they're they're lumping these two together, which doesn't mean that they'll be in the same episode. But I also could totally see them being in the same episode. Does that make uh, sense? Bill, Bill Burr and Michael Bain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could I could potentially see again. I I don't know who who knows where this or season two will go. There's so many exciting opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I could I could see it. Um, yeah. Uh, not to open a can of worms, you never know. It could be even the 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 Spurs we saw at the end of uh, at the end of chapter five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely, maybe, yeah. That's maybe one's you know biggest uh, big big theory. Yep. Uh, yeah, we'll like like straight up. So like this guy may not be you know because everybody is like, oh, that's Boba Fett. Maybe it's not Boba Fett, but maybe it is another Mandalorian. You know, and yeah. and maybe that's who. Bane's playing. It, it's it's all possible. Yeah, I'm so. just I'm just so excited. I can't. <laughs> yeah, one of the Mandalorian. I loved it, and I I cannot wait to see what they do mm-hmm. next. All the stuff they set up at the end of season one, plus the rumors we've been seeing so far, are just it makes me even more excited. Yeah. Well, and then uh, too, because of course you know I have my camera on right now, so you can see everything. But you know anyway um, that of course I I go in big time on all the toys and stuff. So um, I'm just swimming in and stuff right now. And and the more and more Mandalorian stuff that's coming out, I'm getting just more excited. Uh, actually, <laughs> today uh, Dorkside Toys shipped out my uh, order for the uh, the vintage collection wave that actually had the Mandalorian, Cara Dune, and um, the was the Imperial Remnant Stormtrooper. Ooh. So they're all like dirty and stuff. And so I got that in today. I was like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> um, so maybe, which it'll be harder. I, I probably should have tried to do something to make sure and procure an extra one um, to open. But then again, I have my, my six inch uh, uh, Mandalorian in front of me here that I have open. So, so maybe I didn't quite need a three and three quarters to open as well, but also mm, I might want one. We'll see. We'll see how it all works out. (laughs) Very cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. With that, I know like I said, we, uh, Jumping around because I, I I started get it diving into uh, Clone Wars and then wanted to make sure and hit that stuff. But we're gonna we're now gonna jump back into it. Uh, like so, we're talking about Mandalore Lost. Um, now this episode, I mean, you, you, have you covered every single episode of the Clone Wars on on your show? That's now episode. Yeah. Uh, we back we back when we were doing the Clone Wars, we were still under the We Talk Clones mm-hmm. um, name, but we did we did review it back when it originally debuted 
uh, we haven't gone back and re-reviewed it at all. Right, we right. Reviewed it back. In, it officially originally aired back in season two. So in what? Uh, I think it aired in January. So in 2010, <laughs> January 2010, I think, if my math's right. Yeah, I mean, it'd be somewhere between tw- uh, 2008 to 2010 for sure. Season two started in 2009, so it'd have been January 2010 when the episode aired. And yeah, it was. I guess you were looking at ten years ago now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were yeah, such no, a baby then. I, 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 this is such a great arc. I, I feel like this was this, this arc in particular mm-hmm. was inflection point for the show. Yeah. Um, the earlier episodes, the earlier seasons were were great. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this is where the show really went from really to kind of went to a whole nother level mm-hmm. as far as just storytelling and the what they were doing um and that that's kind of like the the moment where if people are not like 100 percent certain um about about the clone wars you know some people are kind of skeptical going i'm like no trust me stick with it it gets us so good you gotta right it's all right at the beginning but just like keep watching yeah and it's gonna it's gonna be even better uh, and that's really where it happens at the Mandalore plot. It's like this inflection point. Yep. That's, that's really cool to see. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I mean, even, of course, you know, they always do the little blurbs at the beginning. And I, I even thought, I, I wrote wrote it down for this one because I thought it was, you know, such a good one. Um, it says, if you ignore the past, you jeopardize the future. And I thought, like, on so many levels, that was such an awesome phrase, uh, especially, like, where we are right now, right? Uh, both, I mean, you can even think in, in the real world, right? Like, what we're dealing with, with uh, coronavirus and stuff like that. Um, but you can also apply that to, uh, because I think that it's a, a really good theme throughout this episode to look at the Mandalorians and what we see as the Mandalorians in the man, uh, the Mandalorian show, right? Um, because there's so much about like where they are in the show, like where they've all moved, like as a as a people, where they were in Clone Wars, and what they talked about they were prior to Clone Wars. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like it's hard to re- remember at this point, but when this episode aired. This I remember it upset a few people because Oh, I think it upset way more than a few people. (laughs) (laughs) I know it made a lot of people mad. This was not the Mandalorians people were used to at all. Right. Um and I think people look back on it now and they 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 really enjoy it. But at the time they were like, What is this? The Mandalorians are pacifists? What what are you guys talking about? You're this crazy. Which is which is so funny to me because the whole thing is right. Like you have Kenobi showing up with a uh, you know a hologram of a Mandalorian who's clearly not a pacifist, right? So it's like okay, they're not saying all Mandalorians are you know like and, right. and and to me like I said this I love this kind of stuff right like I love the whole idea they they quickly start talking about that um you know that there's basically two factions and you know that essentially all of the warriors were um exiled to the moon Concordia mm-hmm. and of course that's run by uh governor was he governor 
previsla basically and you know so so that's where all of the uh, you know all the the fighters and stuff were so it's not like they don't exist it's just a much more complex and uh, i would say you know like there, there's a lot more rich culture there than just like we fight kill stuff for bounty hunters you know mandalore <laughs> like right it was a really interesting decision i think it adds mm-hmm. a lot of um nice texture and, and backstory to the mandalorians that we we didn't have before i mean we pr- prior to that we'd had a lot of mandalorian backstory and we had a whole language and everything but mm-hmm. um this is it's kind of added a lot more to it and it introduces some characters that have become uh fan favorites like you know, like uh, uh, Satine Kreese mm-hmm. and uh, Pre Vizsla, as you mentioned, who was played by John Favreau, who wound to create the Mandalorian, and right uh, with, with Dave Filoni. And I think this 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 arc in particular had huge influences on what came later. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, that's the thing. And you talk about that stuff because, of course, you know that was one of the things too. And 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 there's people who were like, okay, guys, we're, we're starting to. Uh, get too close to Trekkies here like okay we have our own written Mandalorian language that some people are learning it's like all right that's that's too nerdy we're not we're not Star Trek fans let's let's knock it off you know but that that was actually something in this show where um you know that you have the the bomber who uh ends up speaking I guess, uh, you know, but what they say is the uh, Concordian dialect, you know. So they, so it's not like they just brush all that stuff away. They just sort of show that there's this division. That there, it's like yes, there is that, but then there's also this, um, you know, these these two conflicting uh, cultures, basically. Uh, yeah. But I gotta say, man, this was, and I. I remember, because I, you know, I talked to some people, and because I have friends, of course, like we talked about, how a lot of times people are like, "Man, you know, I wanted to get into Clone Wars, but it's it's just it's kind of tough starting out." And I'm like, "Oh, does it change?" <laughs> you know, because and not just from because you know they're like, eh, "It just seems kind of kitty or whatever," and they're talking about, of course, like Anakin and Ahsoka uh, bickering and being like, "Oh, you're snippy, so I'm going to call you Snips or whatever," and like obviously I'm being. Uh, ridiculous! Like it's not that silly person. Like I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm dumbing it down, right, in my explanation of it. But anyhow, but that's the thing people see, and they're like, I don't know. It's just if it's going to be like this, I don't know if I'm going to be interested in it or whatever. But then fast forward to this episode, and when this guy jumps off to kill himself, that is like one of the most disgusting sounding crunches that I think I've heard you know yeah oh uh, yeah it's it's kind of a shocking moment mm-hmm. you know it, we, again we get we get the initial shock for, for us fans of wait this isn't this isn't mandalore and then we get that the shock of this this you know this guy killing himself mm-hmm. and then i think the episode just takes off from there right and you know like ah, it's yeah it's so many good so many great things like I just love this episode. Mm-hmm. 
and, and you know and that's the thing too i uh <laughs> as you know um you've seen my spirited debates with other friends about how much i love and stand up for uh the the attack of the clones um a big part of why i'm like no attack of clones is awesome is because that's when they really give you uh investigator um general kenobi you know what i mean like like that's when you when you have kenobi going around and doing his detective work and that's another thing that that's very predominant in this episode that i just really enjoy i agree like we get a really neat dynamic where um yeah obi-wan is he's investigating so he goes and he they head over to uh, they they end up going to meet with previsla at the time we don't know who he really is we don't know he's the leader of the death watch Mm -hmm. we just think he's you know the governor um of of the the, one of the moons Mm -hmm. and so you know we get this nice little investigation where uh obi-wan and satine basically has to try to distract pre vizsla while obi-wan's going off and and investigating what's happening and, and and trying to see figure out like is the death watch actually here uh on 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 concordia mm-hmm. uh and he, he actually gets to do this neat investigation and sneak around and be be that obi-wan we know and love and attack of the clones yeah and <laughs> that's another thing too you know when they go to talk with him i thought that is the weirdest thing ever where um you know, Previsor says, oh, he goes, my apologies. I I was writing a condolence letter to the man's family. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this isn't just, like, you don't write condolence letters. You don't write condolence letters, to, to my knowledge at least, to, like, victims, right? Like, if someone were killed, um, the, the governor doesn't, like, send a condolence letter to it unless, like, somehow or another the you know, some sort of like a official was involved or something like that. But if, you know, anything that that's not the case, it doesn't happen. You especially don't send condolence letters to the family of a terrorist. <laughs> like, is that, am I crazy there? Like, that seems bizarre to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could see, I could see the, the note happening, you know, the, the note, like if he was, you know, if it wasn't the terrorist, right. You know, if it was like a big national incident, you know, oftentimes like, uh, you know, the president or a leader of some sort will step in and try to like, you know, write the family a, a, a note. If it, if it is something more personal, if it is like a big national thing, mm-hmm. uh, but, but yeah, it is, it is a little, I, I think previous is just, he's yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I thought it was, well, but it wasn't just him. Um, because then Satine's right. like, she responds. She's like, "Oh yes, of course, uh, as I would expect you to, or whatever." Like this is our way, and I'm like, "That's a really <laughs> weird way." <laughs> I one, this is the way, right? Uh, right. <laughs> why? Why are you hating on the Mandalorian culture? Like, come on, this is what they do. I, it's a kind tradition. I'm not hating. It's just unusual. I'm just pointing out it's a bit odd to me. That's all. That That's all I'm saying. It just seems weird. Like, I want to know what that letter says. Uh, my deep, deepest condolences that your family member was a terrorist and tried to blow us up. Signed, previously. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what are you putting that? 
Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I just thought I was on. That's all. Um. So yeah. So of course this is you know Death Watch as we know. They are the ones who I don't know if they raised um Den or if you know they it, they just rescued him but we know at least they just they rescued him right um so it's it's kind of interesting knowing that hey these are the guys that rescued uh you know rescued him that, that these are the good guys right uh but you go back to here where they are absolutely the villains that's what i find so fascinating about the, about what the Mandalorian is starting to set up, because mm-hmm. a, as you say, you know, we're so used to, well, originally all the Mandalorians were this warrior culture. Mm-hmm. And then we learned, what, this is actually this, this pacifist uh, uh, segment of it. And actually it's the majority of them now. All right. And death watch is this, this terrorist organization. And, and that was a big, a, a big thing for people to, to kind of wrap their head around at the time. And now, uh, now we're all of a sudden finding out that, wait, the Death Watch actually rescued Din, and 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 you know from the from the 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 separatists because we mm-hmm. see the separatists attacking when he was young, uh, and then they raised him. And so are they are they the good guys? Like what what happens in the Clone Wars? What happens after Rebels that? kind of brings the Mandalorian culture almost back to where we originally knew it. Right. Right. And now granted, we we see a lot of the the path as Clone Wars continues and as uh we get into rebels and stuff like that. But there is still, yeah, there's so much, you know, like the the one thing and and this is why I think it's so funny, right? And this is why I'm bringing a lot of this up because a lot of people talk about Oh well, that's you know they're talking about that the man the Mandalorians can't take their helmets off. That's you know that's breaking can like that's a retcon. That's a that's a plot hole. Blah 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 and everything. And it's like <sighs> go back and watch this episode, and they talk about change and and you like this whole episode. I mean that's what it is. You talk about how hey we're different from what we used to be. Now we're this, and you also know. In the middle of this, as you watch the episode, you're saying, oh, there is another great change happening, you know? So, it's just one of those things. It's, For instance, I mean, you can look at in our cultures and stuff. Like, cultures change over time. They're, we're not all stuck in this one place. And, you know, to me, that's that's what's interesting about it, right? It's like, okay, let's now let's find out. Like, like I want to know, what's that segment there? What happened uh, by the end of um, Rebels, to the point of the Mandalorian, that that now this is the way, you know, like right. what's going on there, and and we're absolutely going to get those those answers, and we're going to get those answers in very interesting and fun stories. No, I'm I am very excited to see what they end up doing and and how they get us back to to what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now so the, the other thing too, which I, I jumped way over, but of course we talked about how people were upset about, um, you know, them, them basically stating that, or, or showing that, that Mandalorians aren't what 
they were thought to be prior or, or in some of the expanded universe prior. However, another thing that really upset people, and I know to this day is still a, a hot button for people, but we actually have all Mac um, say at the very beginning, essentially that um, Django Fett is not a Mandalorian. <laughs> and yeah. People did not like that at all. I mean, to the point of even, I'm pretty sure, uh, I don't want to misspeak here, but if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Karen Travis, uh, a writer for Lucasfilm, was not happy about this. I'm trying to remember back now, because again, this was 10 years ago. I, that sound, does sound vaguely familiar, yeah. Um, but, I don't know, I don't get it. Honestly, I don't get all worked up about it. <laughs> it's just kind of like, right, right. I mean, if he is influenced by a Mandalorian or is a Mandalorian. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right, right. Uh, I mean, I was raised by, you know, like there's a lot of things we didn't know about Boba Fett in the first place. Like, you know, he was raised by Jango Fett. He's a clone of his dad. Right. You know? um, and then he was, you know, kind of off on his own. We learned that he, he was raised you know and trained by uh, uh you know Cat a Bane. bunch of bounty hunters so I, I guess from that standpoint he didn't really grow up with the mandalorian like, he is a mandalorian or or is like inspired by that culture maybe his his you know his maybe Django was still a mandalorian but did he grow up with it you know i don't know and and, and in all honesty like it's not that it doesn't make or break anything for me. Like I think characters can be still cool even if they're not exactly what you thought they were. Um, you know, like like it's. I don't know. It, it's just it's interesting and exciting because it's, right there is a mystery to these characters that you know we thought we knew. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, absolutely. It's it's not like it conflicts with anything that we've seen on screen. That's the only time I get upset as I'm like, that's not how it was in the movies, <laughs> you know, um, but that's that's not the problem here. So I'm cool with it. Um, and, and I'm somebody who I like Jingo Fett, you know, like I, I've, I've said before, I'm not I've not always been, you know, I'm loving the show. I love finding out all the different stuff and everything, but I'm not like one of the like you know i'm not not the kind of guy who who's always been you know like like i i know a lot of friends who are in the mandalorian mercs and you know and, and as many times like oh we got to get you in, in the mercs and i'm like nah, it's just not it's not my thing you know like it's not something i want to do I, I have no disrespect for it um you know it's just it's always been one of those things where i, I don't know i i like more you know, just, uh, I guess, more diversity of, of the character types, right? Like, um, seeing, like, okay, this, this character's cool, who happens to be a Mandalorian. Well, this character's also Mandalorian, but, yeah, they don't really do it for me as much, you know? Right. So, uh, like I said, I, I like, to me, that's what's always been awesome about Star Wars, is all the, the varying different types of characters. So, yeah, like I said, I like, I like Jango, but I don't, it like, whether or not he's a Mandalorian doesn't really factor into whether or not I like him or not. You know? Right. So that's just me. I don't know. Like I said, it's uh, like, I mean, I get it. I get like, if you, if you're really tied to an idea, um, then I can understand it being a bit jarring, 
it's just not an idea that I <laughs> was super tied to, so it, it didn't bother me as much. Um, now, of course, another thing too, and, and I think a, a very interesting uh, development was between Kenobi and Satine. Mm-hmm. What do you remember at the time being like, wait, what? <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi had a girlfriend? <laughs> so, yes and no, because I, I obviously remember it, but um, if you'll remember, mm-hmm. uh, back in the Jedi Apprentice books, Obi Wan also had a girlfriend. Um, and so, shoot, it was on Melda Dan. Okay. Right? Um, uh, I try to remember her name now, but like he, he almost, uh, he almost left the Jedi. Okay. For her, for her, um. And so that didn't, it didn't really surprise me that he would also, you know, be, you know, you know, attracted to Satine in this case. Right. But the, the big difference, and it's a nice counterpoint to Anakin, is that he, 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 he made the very clear decision. I will, you know, I will either be true to my, to, you know, to the Jedi and, and, and kind of keep my feelings separate or I will leave the Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, as we find out later, he's, he would say, Hey, you said the word I would have the Jedi, but he would have left the Jedi, not right. tried to get, have the best of both worlds and keep it a secret. Um, and so, you know, it's a nice counterpoint to, mm-hmm. uh, to, to Anakin. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, I definitely enjoyed it as well. Um, and I, I like the banter. You know, the back, some of the, the lines are so good where he's like, oh, it's like, I do something. He's like, of course, you just stand there. <laughs> and like where he's jabbing at her for being a pacifist. <laughs> oh, I, their dynamic is incredible. Right. Uh, I just I just love it throughout the whole arc. And it's we start to get the beginnings of it here. And then it just keeps building and building and building. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I I should clarify. I think Obi Wan did leave the Jedi Order on Meldadan uh, for uh, Sarasi. I think that was uh-huh. her name. Uh, but he ends up going back and asking for the Council's forgiveness. So again, it wasn't that out of the. It was less of a shock than the Mandalorian culture change, which was totally fine as well. Right. Right. Um, and then of course we have uh, the square off with. Uh, Pre Vizsla, where we're introduced to the the Darth the Dark Saber. I said Darth Saber. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Vader, right? Yeah. The Dark Saber, uh, which he says, oh, he's like this lightsaber was stolen from your Jedi temple. Is like, uh, my people took it. What do you say? I think like a hundred years ago, and he's like, and it's killed many Jedi since. Um. Did you you know? Do you remember like your thoughts on the the dark saber initially? His pre Vizsla's little monologue there, when he, right before he whips up the dark saber, was just it's it's perfection, right? Uh-huh. It, it it's along the same lines of uh, Mace Windu's monologue in the last episode of the Bad Batch arc. It's just it's it's perfect. Oh yeah, I did like that monologue so much. <laughs> yeah, I know I know we're jumping off of it, but I I love where he's like. I'm Mace Windu. I've killed over... I don't remember what the number... You guys. Yeah, he's like, but I'll give you a chance. 
so good. Exactly. Like, <laughs> but it, it just shows how how great of a character Previsla is, mm-hmm. and it's such a great introduction for the Dark Saber, which looked cool at the time, but we had no idea how big of a role that weapon would play mm-hmm. in the future in Rebels, now in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And it, to the point where now, like, it shows up in the Mandalorian and everyone's, like, freaking out. You know, it's 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 really cool to see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And which, you know, I'll say to me, it the design of it was so jarring for me the first time. Because, it, you know, it does not look like a lightsaber. It, it looks... Yeah. I mean, it's just... It's so different, you know, not just the the color, you know, of course, you know, it's black, right? Light and black. They don't black is the absence of light. That's odd. And then, you know, it has like that very thin Dark. blade and Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a fantastic design. Just the way mm-hmm. it like it, it moves mm-hmm. um you know, as it's as it's being held and it's just it's so cool. Yep. Oh, I'm. So. Yeah. Little did we know how how great it would be. <laughs> yeah, and or that we would ever see it in live action. Right. Oh. <laughs> yep. So, all right, man. Well, I I appreciate you you hitting us up with this. I mean, you have any uh, more closing comments on the uh, Mandalore Lost episode? Yeah, I mean the the Mandalore plot is I just it was such a great. It's a great intro, right? And I think it, it builds and builds, and it, this is again, as I said, the it w- it's the beginning. It's that inflection point of of the Clone Wars, it, it, where mm-hmm. and it, it laid the groundwork for so many things that were to come. In fact, like as I was going back and doing the, that, I was telling, I was introducing my, my girlfriend to the Clone Wars, and I was trying to do a, 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 a rewatch, and I realized it's really the like the the mall episodes and the mandalore episodes are the biggest storylines of the of the series that aren't mm-hmm. obviously you know just like ahsoka's character development or, or anakin's character development like as far as the the big through through lines there's lots of little stories mm-hmm. but Mandalore and darth maul and by extension like you know savage press like leading up to darth maul were the two major storylines of the show and we had no idea what we were in for when this yeah. this first episode I, I would tie and now like the the end of the Clone Wars will center around Mandalore. Mm-hmm. I I would definitely tie Asajj Ventress in that as well. Yes, yes. But yeah, I I do believe you could pretty much take like you just said a lot of these chunks and you could separate them and you could probably work them into um you know just running those as movies you know like like if they if they wanted to if they had this stuff just laid out and like they could have just went you know what we've got movies here let's let's do these as movies you know um i i yeah i think those are the just the the strong threads and are so good but of course we've got so much more and and that's why i'm glad that they did do them as series because of course we we have so many clones that we really had no personalities in the movies, but they all get fleshed out individually in the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I was very, it's a great episode and it's a great start to kind of laid the groundwork for so much to come. Um, 
And I, I wouldn't say like looking back, is it my the best episode of the Clone Wars overall? No, but it, it laid the groundwork for those episodes. Mm-hmm. We couldn't be we couldn't get to those episodes. Like we we couldn't get you know the the emotion of uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the Clone Wars <laughs> Satine's <laughs> death, right? right. Uh, at, at the end of season five, mm-hmm. we could have gotten that without laying the groundwork here mm-hmm. uh, and, and establishing the relationship between Obi-Wan and Satine. And, and so it's, it's just, it's a, it really was a great start uh, and a, just a great episode in general. Yeah. Still one of my, one of my top episodes of the series. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like you said, I, I think it, it very much was the, um, <sighs> I mean, it was almost like the season two of Rebels, right? Like where things just really start to hit. Yep. Um, so, yep. It's I loved it, man. And like I said, there's so much more the, that uh, we're going to be covering as we get closer. Because, of course, we've got the uh, these. Uh, was it the Siege of Mandalore? Is that the arc that, that we have coming up before too long? That will be the final arc of the Clone Wars, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to have a lot of implications for the Mandalorian, and I have no idea what to expect. I mean, I have some ideas, right? But I still think there's so much that I can't wait to see. (laughs) I can't wait to see what happens. I'm really interested to see if they changed Siege of Mandalore at all. Mm -hmm. Now that they've done Rebels, now that they've done, they're working on Mandalorian to to like try to lay the groundwork or tie things in at all even more because very it's very rare that you get to like start a series you know and then like a decade later go back and finish the series after you've already started a couple of other shows right now now when you say that you mean like change from what the original plans were back when they had yeah so like you know there were they've they've made alterations to the Clone Wars episodes in season seven that they weren't, you know, they were not originally as scripted. Okay. The Bad Batch is the closest to what was, was, was originally shown, but even those had fairly, uh, you know, decently large changes where they cut out, uh, sections of, of like, uh, of the show or they replaced it with something like they realized that Padme wasn't going to be in season seven. So they, they added a scene with her in there. Um, and so there's a lot of stuff there. That's, that's really, uh, the changes they made it, and, and the Ahsoka arc is even bigger. They, they took one character and split him into two different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I'm, Mandalorian, the Man- Fusion Mandalore was the, was the least furthest along <laughs> uh, in production. Right. And so they could have easily, you know, add background characters or, you know, um, drop little hints mm-hmm. toward what they come before or things that they can then reference in the Mandalorian later because they're actually working on these shows at the same time so right now and and with the with the uh uh, the bad batch arc now i know back in 2015 they essentially showed all of that right like the all of the uh, i can't remember what you call it exactly but the story reel what's that the story reel i believe yeah yeah and the the different like stuff that wasn't like it's before they really have the uh, the animation working properly and everything, um, but you know, I mean, you could essentially see it from start to finish <laughs> at that point. 
So, uh, but as far as uh, Siege of Mandalore, they haven't done anything like that, cor- correct? Or am I wrong in yeah. that? Yeah, uh, and same with Ahsoka's walkabout. We saw a couple clips uh, from Ahsoka's walkabout, mm-hmm. uh, mostly of which were in the first episode. Right, right. And um, I, I want to say they maybe showed us one clip of the Siege of Mandalore, or at least they, they briefly talked about it, and they hinted it, and they've referred to events that happened to it in other works like Rebels and comics, etc., but we've never seen it. This is so. There's a there's a lot that can change. A lot that can happen in that arc. Right. Right. So. All right, man. I'm excited for it. I mean, heck, it's we're recording now on Thursday. We get the next episode tomorrow, so it's gonna be I'm, real, real fun. <laughs> thanks. So yeah, it's gonna be fun to discuss. Yeah. So. I mean, well, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, well, um, we uh, release new episodes of uh, Ion Cannon Podcast every week over on the Star Wars Report or IonCannonCast.com. Uh, we cover um, uh, every review, every single episode in depth of uh, The Mandalorian, uh, The Clone Wars, Rebels, Resistance, uh, the movies, and you know, a couple of books and, and, and other stuff too, comic games as, as we can. There's so much good stuff happening, though. Um so yeah, you can find me over there, and I'm also on Twitter at MasterDevWid, D-E-V-W-I, as well. Fantastic. All right, and of course, if you would like to uh, reach out to us here at the MandoCast, you can just send us an email to themandocast at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at themandocast. But uh, besides that, you know, leave us a review over on iTunes. Uh, make sure to subscribe, and we thank you for listening. That's been our show. Thanks for having me on.